0: Drive with Julian Clover Getting you home Cambridge 105 Radio
1: The Gadget Guy on Cambridge 105 Radio And Lawrence is here flying solo again this week whilst uh, Mr Chipperfield makes his... Where, where is he now anyway?
0: Uh, somewhere in New Zealand, Australia type direction. OK. Down, uh, down south. That's quite. Um, ho- that's quite, a quite,
1: quite, a, quite. a large bit of land where he could be, yeah, but uh,
0: he'd be listening to you for breakfast.
1: Okay, generally. Good, Good morning, <laughs> Rob. Enjoy. Enjoy the Enjoy, the <laughs> enjoy, Saturday, enjoy Saturday. Enjoy <laughs> There already. Saturday breakfast with Julian
0: Clover Drive. That's very strange.
1: Yes. Very very complicated. Um, right, uh, we're going to be talking about
0: in-car entertainment systems yes. in a short while. So welcome to Gadget Guide 117. Would you believe? Um, in-car entertainment we last talked about car gadgets at gadget guide 27
1: would you believe i think that might have been in the days of mr willett
0: uh i'm actually not sure who was hosting um, drive at that time but uh things like windows 8.1 had just come out they'd put the start button back in at that time nice <laughs> so we talked about things like gps systems we talked about upgrading your car radio and, and ripping out the one that the manufacturer included because you know a good few years ago they were still shipping pretty rubbish radios in most cars if they even put one in. These days, we've got a whole lot of choice that the manufacturers are sticking in. But before we get to that, let's look at some of the tech stories that have come out. So one of the ones that's been in the news is the uh, news about broadband and landline providers getting hit with automatic uh, compensation for customers if they miss appointments. Now, that's strange. I thought that that was in anyway. It depends on your provider. So some providers will compensate you if they foul up. So
1: they, no, they, they, they have a choice, basically, or have had a choice. They have
0: had a choice. This will become a mandatory thing. Although the regulators are saying it could be 15 months before this actually starts taking effect. So don't it's... expect the fact oh, that you've missed goodness. your BT appointment <laughs> tomorrow to actually mean you're going to get compensation straight away. Um, yeah, they basically the, the vendors have to now give 24 hours notice um, if they're going to cancel that appointment, which sounds pretty reasonable. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out because it's going to affect you know the likes of sky bt and virgin more than anyone else but we'll have we'll have to watch that one and, and see well probably because they have the most lines <laughs> uh, yeah the most installed base yeah <laughs> um Unfortunately, it's domestic only, so it's not going to benefit business users, which is a whole different story. But normally, there you beat up your account manager because you've got someone dedicated to looking after you.
1: Yeah, I guess it's for the, the consumer who can't necessarily look after themselves quite quite as well.
0: Generally, yes, less protection for the consumer. So this is Ofcom putting some protection in. Uh, the other big news, of course, is Apple finally started shipping the iPhone 10 or iPhone X, whichever variant you want to call it. Um, they've given up trying to call it the iPhone X, I think, because everyone's calling it the iPhone 10, and it finally became available. It's the most expensive phone ever. It sounds very expensive. Thousand
1: pounds. That's uh, that's a check your phone insurance kind of price, isn't it? it, it really, it
0: certainly is a case of how do you protect your phone, especially since there's already people showing videos of broken iPhone 10. Yeah, that's inevitable,
1: though, isn't it? You yeah. know, however good the product is, somebody will always find somebody will try and break it just for the sake of trying to break it. Really,
0: <laughs> certainly. So a lot of people actually held off when the iPhone 8 started shipping, and you know the inevitable queues that you'd normally have expected outside Apple shops didn't happen. They happened for the iPhone 10. So people were queuing for a thousand pound phone. I'm kind of happy with my
1: um, iPhone Seven, but the only I guess my only regret really is I didn't go for the iPhone Seven
0: Plus. It depends on if you want that size and that form factor. Well, this, it this, this the
1: the this probably is quite 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 useful to me. Although mm. I noticed my, uh, my my iPad, which I still have an iPad and probably don't really need, is getting. Sometimes you do need a larger screen when a when a laptop doesn't doesn't do. Anyway, so I yeah. guess it's a personal personal taste and personal use. Kind so, of I mean, thing. they've
0: made a lot of changes. Uh, they've done away with the fingerprint scanner. Your unlock is now the Face oh, to the unlock. Face, isn't it? Yes. Uh, it's an edge-to-edge screen, so very similar to Samsung's uh, Galaxy series of phones, edge-to-edge screens, although there's a notch out the top, which a lot of people are going, there's a notch out the top of the screen. Well, that's where they've put the cameras and FaceTime <laughs> unlock camera and so on, so you've got to have... I could to go somewhere, levels. haven't yes. they? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's interesting is a lot of reviewers have gone, right, let's get a couple of twins and see if they can unlock each other's phones. Can they? Yes. <laughs> So don't rely that on that as your primary element of security.
1: Well, most people OK. If you have an evil twin, it's where it might be problems.
0: Yes, yes. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Probably you've got to worry if your evil twin's a supervillain and things like that. They're going to want to get into your phone. Uh, so, yeah, interesting to see how that, that pans out and how people go for it. But by the initial launch cues, there are a lot of fans of this phone. Um, it is a large device. It looks pretty decent. Um, other things that have come out in the news this week um, were Twitter deciding to roll out uh, an upgrade. They've been testing for a little bit of time with selected users, and this is doubling the number of characters you're allowed to use in a tweet. Now, is that everywhere?
1: Um, it's uh, now everywhere. I, I, even, say, if you have a third-party client, which doesn't uh, doesn't belong to Twitter.
0: Your third-party clients have to be potentially upgraded. So if it's anything that's mainstream as far as a third-party client, they should have already sorted this out. Uh, You're off-checking. I'm
1: I'm, (laughs) I'm using... I I use two things. Um, I I go through phases. HootSuite, I suppose. I don't use HootSuite anymore, funnily enough, for for reasons I won't trouble you with this time around. I I use TweetDeck TweetDeck, uh, for timing things. But actually, just for checking tweets, Twitter's basic client for the Mac. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... Putting up a new tweet here, 140 is the number down the bottom. So that
0: hasn't been updated yet? Nope. Unless you need to do check for updates or no, something? No,
1: I check for updates. Well, yesterday because I could check okay. again whilst we're speaking. They, but they um,
0: might not have got round to doing all the apps yet, and you might find apps on your phone and tablet and so on might not yet support. I use... Not these on my Mac. I use... It's um, so OK on
1: talking while I... You I've mean on your, on your phone? I use TweetBot on my okay. phone for what it's worth.
0: Anyway, so 280 characters is now allowed for tweets. Uh, Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, Twitter, of course, is up in arms about it. Lots of people going, it's too many characters, people are just going to write rubbish.
1: Well... (laughs) <laughs> Did your contact with that person then? That's fairly straightforward.
0: But a lot of people saying, "Great, I can now put concise tweets in. I don't have to abbreviate things and use rather dodgy English. I can actually f- use full words."
1: Yeah, that's that's what I hate. I I hate having to like
0: you, g r eight and so on.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, you, you kind of you write something and then you go back and you do this and you change Take out that all the Spaces and... bef- after the oh. microphone. There, I wave my hands around, <laughs> by the time you've. Uh, ...finished um, messing about with it, it you've produced an incomprehensible sentence. <laughs> you've
0: wasted all that time. So, yes, of course, the original length of tweets was defined based on the length of a text message a text message, 140 characters? Yes, used to be. Oh,
1: okay. used to be. So
0: now most modern phones are able to work out how to make them longer by stringing multiple text messages together.
1: Oh, I, oh, I remember that bit, yes, okay. So
0: the base underlying networks, the cellular networks are still text messages that long because that was defined way back in the, the 90s when the whole mobile phone infrastructure was being written, and that was the length of a te- text messages. By the way, were an add-on that someone threw in in the last day when they were <laughs> defining the GSM standards. Someone thought maybe we'll want to be able to send engineering messages, you know, just so that we can check to see th- things are working or not.
1: I remember and, early early on, you could only send a text message to somebody on the same network, yeah, which was exa- hilarious, exa- really. Exactly, it's,
0: uh... it was an appendix in the whole definition. It, it wasn't going to be a real product
1: I, I use I probably use texting more than I do the phone bit yeah. of the phone these, yeah. these days that's and then,
0: a- the network's very quickly cottoned on they could make money out of it well, that's a surprise, but these yeah. days most of us are getting them bundled or free anyway yeah. so um, that's about it in the tech news it's been fairly quiet this week there's, there's other bits and pieces quite a lot of other people launching new products but we'll have to do a dedicated I think photography they've sent quite new cameras from various people like Panasonic Uh, And uh, we'll we'll look at a few other things, I think, in a future gadget guide. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll come back and talk about stuff in your car, in your dashboard, how to listen to stuff in your car.
1: Okay, we'll do that after the travel. Quite a few songs to choose from when it comes to driving and cars.
0: Yes. I mean, there's cars.
1: And (laughs) driving. That's the shyest.
0: You could have played a really short one with things like The Beatles and Drive My Car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking uh, car in-car in, enter- in car entertainment In-car systems. entertainment,
0: yes. I mean, the the days of having in-dash think DVD players and big in-dash Pioneer and Alpine and all those sort of head units has really gone away because manufacturers have now figured out that they need to put something decent in the dashboard.
1: It's quite interesting. Uh, regular listeners will know that I've just changed my car. <laughs> Nothing very exciting, but... Um, so what have you got now? Um, well, I've, I've now got a, a Vauxhall Corsa. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that was very noticeable when I started looking around, because you know, I'm kind of person, really, I'm not you know, a big car person in all, in all senses. I like yeah. a reliable car. But when I'm in my car, I do like to, to listen to uh, predominantly radio, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, something recorded, and, of course, now the ability to catch up on podcasts in, in the car. Mm previous vehicle, um, um, which I had for about nine years altogether. Initially, I ran with the car radio that was supplied. Mm -hmm. Then I got myself one of these, if you like, do-it-yourself DAB adapters, where you sort of attached it with a a plunger to the windscreen, rather like you would a sat-nav. a a box
0: on the uh, sun visor or something. Uh,
1: Yeah, something like that. And then after that a couple of years later in fact it was um the last time that the uh, ashes were, were played in england it was the same time that we were going on dab mm-hmm. here and so i thought well that's two good reasons to to get something done and relatively cheaply i got i think it must have cost me it was something like 130 quid plus maybe another 30 quid for installation for the dab setup which went in and just about fitted where the uh, original car radio was. So yeah, that was that yeah. was good. And of course now, another, another step with something already in the car.
0: So a lot of manufacturers, like you said, are, are up in the game and DAB is becoming pretty standard in most new cars. So anything that's sort of a year old or newer will probably have DAB in the head unit in the car already. Mm. Other things you want to look for on, on your new car <laughs> when you're buying it, because you're buying it for the entertainment system, of course, um, things like a USB port. Then you can jack in a USB stick and have your MP3s on that to play from that. And, of course, you can buy 128-gig USB sticks for, you know, 20 £30 pounds and have your entire music collection on a little USB stick that plays on your car radio. Other useful things are, are auxiliary in-socket. This allows you to attach your old uh, conventional iPods with a headphone socket. That's a
1: smart move. So I guess uh, you arguably could leave it in the car. By that I mean leave it in the car and tucked in the glove box, yes. rather than um, being yes. um, on a display to everybody.
0: But other things that you need a an auxiliary input on the car radio for are a product that you came across, which is the Radio Player Car. Device.
1: Yeah, that's that's rather fun. At least I think it's rather fun.
0: So it's an interesting device from the radio player company who, who have the app that we promote quite heavily on the, on the station because it's a great way to listen to Cambridge 105 when you're away from our coverage area, as well as other stuff online, and also catch up on podcasts and so on. But they've decided that when you're in your car, you might want a way of being able to follow your favourite station easily and hands-free and, and control your radio in a more modern way so they've developed this box that can be retrofitted to most cars as long as you've got the auxiliary input and as long as you've got bluetooth so you've got to have a fairly modern car radio um they've got various kits to actually make things work if it's slightly older so they've they've got fitments and so on but for 190 pounds you get this box and that includes installation and whatever it takes to make it work If they can't get it to work, they give you your money back.
1: That's fair enough. That's quite a nice guarantee.
0: Um, So what it enables your car radio to do then is, first of all, Bluetooth hands-free phone calls, which is obviously useful. Um, Streaming audio from your phone. So anything on your phone you can then play through your car. But when you run the radio player in-car app, then you can do things like, say, right, I want to play Cambridge 105. And you say, play Cambridge 105 it will decide based on where you are which is the best way to play cambridge 105 so it'll decide well okay you're in cambridge fm will probably work or dab so we'll check which one's got the best signal we'll use that one if dab gets a bit patchy because it does sometimes it'll flip you over to fm if you start getting out of range it'll then go over to the web stream via your phone via your data connection and feed you Cambridge 105 via the data stream
1: So arguably, if I think about this logically I, I don't know if we don't publicise this too often but you can listen to us on the DAB multiplex in Norwich Yes. So arguably you could set off from our Gwider Street studios, go and pay a visit to to somebody up in Norwich and it would start you off on DAB, FM, whichever it found, found best. You,
0: you'd probably be on DAB in the middle of Cambridge first. I would have
1: thought so FM
0: on the outskirts. Yeah. Then and you'll be you, on you, streaming. And so you drive up the
1: A11 uh, on, on the streaming, and when you arrived in Now it should pop you back onto DAB
0: again. Yep, that's, that's the theory, and it, it is working. Now, what's interesting is they've actually started partnering with car manufacturers. So they've partnered first with Ford. So Ford have got Radio Player Sync built into their Ford Sync system in the car head units. So when you pair your phone with the Ford Sync system via Bluetooth, Radio Player appears on your dashboard automatically. And you can drive it the same way without having to buy the extra box.
1: Now that's rather rather smart. I was trying to think to myself as to I guess the key advantage is, is this business of flipping between FM, DAB, and online according to uh, where 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 you happen happen to be. But mm-hmm. for you know, for example, my, my my little one of the things that attracted me to my car and lots of cars have. There's it, nothing special about a, a a Vauxhall Corsa. Well, it's a nice car, but anyway, um, was the fact that it came with radio player in. Right, um, so is which were provided second,
0: uh, by Apple CarPlay. This is for or CarPlay. This is,
1: this, is car, yeah. this is CarPlay. You can do it with Android Auto. Mm-hmm. I happen to have, a, have, a, have an Apple phone, so that works. Yeah, work, works for
0: me. Because that's the other thing to look at. And that's that's it? very neat. Yeah, that's very useful. So based on what phone you prefer, be it Apple or be it Android, you can get car manufacturers now shipping in their car head units. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and that seems support.
1: to be reasonably common. I, I, it was interesting because I went for a, a, a second-hand car of, of a couple of years old. Um, Vauxhall, at least of the model which I was after, um, decided that they were going to bring that into to some of their models reasonably soon. It, it seems to be one of these things which is. Um, just beginning to happen it's
0: it's certainly getting there i mean what we've got is we've got the advantage of very good mobile phone data networks in this country um if you're in the u.s a lot of car audio entertainment has become satellite based because the country is so big so to provide coverage of radio across the country satellite made sense here car audio is generally been terrestrial broadcast fm or dab and now the mobile phone attachment so what carplay gives you is things like audible via your phone in your dashboard that's the uh, the talking books thing from amazon yes uh spotify in your dashboard via your phone um all of your amazon music all of your itunes music podcasts teacher radio radio player and so on all of your navigation driven from your phone's gps system so your favorite mapping application be it Apple's navigator, be it Google Maps, be it Waze. My my
1: favourite mapping navigator, Waze I can't get on the the Apple CarPlay.
0: Interesting. That's interesting. I wonder why they're not supporting that. I don't know. The only one you can get is um, Apple's own one. I don't know if there's a connection there. That might be a bit of a connection. But all sorts of other useful things for when you're in the car, like voice commands to your digital assistant on your phone. So if you've got CarPlay, you'll be saying, hey Siri, send a text message to home that I'm on my way.
1: Reading text messages is quite is quite yes. good. You you don't have that uh, because the thing will read it to you. You can just say, "Read me my text messages," which means you're not really, well, you are hopefully still paying attention to what's going on around you. Yeah,
0: certainly more focused on the road than uh, being distracted by a screen, yes. Precisely. Oh, you know, someone's telling you your text messages. Same with the Android Auto, exactly the same sort of features, you know. And you can a, turn it off, that's parity. that's
1: the thing on the, um, yes. uh, I, I assume it's the same for Android, you can just flip off the um, any feature which you you find annoying and distracting. So yeah, th- you're not getting access like, to it anyway. So yeah. you could, could just leave it as as radio and maps, really.
0: Yeah, so I think what what they've now diso- discovered really is the manufacturers worked out you don't really want to put a, a massively complicated head unit in there. Put something that can take the power from your smartphone and put it in the dashboard. Bring all that connectivity, all those great apps that we're already used to and using, stick them in the dashboard, make it easy to
1: And use. for people like me who update their phone far more frequently than they update their car yeah. then that's an yeah. advantage as well at least from the home entertainment side of things or in yeah. car entertainment side so
0: certainly wanting to look for bluetooth connectivity auxiliary inputs are useful to connect legacy devices but then whether it's got things like android auto or CarPlay, depending on which phone manufacturer you tend to prefer and go along to the car dealerships with your phone and try out their their sound systems in the cars
1: i did do that i must say <laughs>
0: Go with a, a decent playlist, though. <laughs> you I think one with my playlist. <laughs> what
1: was talking about?
0: Um, yeah, uh, like I said, we'll look at other tech next uh, gadget guide. Uh, we might have a look at things like cameras and um, possibly a bit more around the iPhone 10 if we can get one to play with.
1: Oh, that'd be rather good, wouldn't it? Uh, Thank you very much, Lawrence. We'll do a podcast of this in due course. Um, M11 southbound, one lane blocked and queuing traffic due to an accident between Junction 9 and Junction 8 It's the second of the two lanes blocked there. Uh, Still some delays around the A10 at Royston, the A14 at Girton, also Godmanchester as well now. We've got a lane blocked there due to a two-vehicle accident. Back with you then on Monday afternoon at four. Don't forget to join me for Remembrance Sunday coverage from the Cambridge War Memorial at 10.30 on Sunday morning. After the news, Neil Whiteside and Vicky Tripp with the weekend warm-up.